Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Why are the Chick-fil-A nuggets already almost gone? I haven't ate one, so y'all tell me. <laughs> Eat them. I was screaming at Clint under that yellow when we were all coasting around and you were 15 car lengths behind the car in front of you and we were trying to pit. I'm like, Clint, speed up. <laughs> this is like 10 spots here. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Go Kyle, everybody. <laughs> Got some other names? Gonna throw something at TJ. <laughs> hey, Casey, you fight Brett, I'll fight TJ. No, stumbling out of boss. Play it. Thanks for clicking on Doorbell for Clear. You just made the best decision of your day. I'm Casey Vote, and Brett is back from his 20th vacation of the year and ready to talk everything from Tokyo. Ricky Stenhouse turning Kurt Busch late in the race. Daniel Suarez restart violation, Ross Chastain winning again in the truck series, and tons more. Check it out. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Clear. Go ahead and start the show. <laughs> hey, everybody. I am TJ Majors. It's part of the 22 Cup Car 99 truck. And we have a full cast today of, uh, yeah, cut back from, <laughs> we thought he quit, went away, broke his. I took a sabbatical. <laughs> broke your ass <laughs> again. I don't know. Brett Griffin, Spotter, Clint Boyer. I got AJ Almendinger this weekend with Colleague Racing on his return in the Xfinity series. And I have to say that I love Casey boat today yeah i've missed you casey she brought chicken fillet. she brought chicken nuggets from I chick-fil-a almost uh-huh. forbid you from eating any of it i well, love that, you that's kind of mean we just need the world to know that that i love you mm-hmm. i love these nuggets too so yeah we got casey here and then we got uh kyle bush the second <laughs> kyle bush the second over original. in original i can't believe y'all made fun of jason being chubby <laughs> when he was young dude that's rude i yeah. can't i i did not Thank do you, that Brett. i did not You're do welcome. that Man. Did not do that. No, you did do it. No. You said I had a chip on my shoulder and I ate it. No, Timmy said you <laughs> ate it. <laughs> I no, said you had a chip you on said, your shoulder. No, it was backwards. That. Okay, well, whatever part I said was innocent. <laughs> Never. <laughs> whatever whatever I said was innocent. You know, I was just telling Dylan this. Like, all the people that I went to high school with that were cute, now that I'm 40, they're fat and ugly. And all the ugly people I went to high school with are now skinny and cute. Yeah. So... I was one of the skinny, cute people in high school. <laughs> Look at you now. As I crammed my mouth with chicken filet nuggets. That yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's similar, similar to me. How your graduating class was big or small? 
was small, wasn't it? 140 people. Oh, that's big. 1993. Jeez. That's big. I had 1,500 oh in my, my graduating gosh. class. That was mid-70s. That's insane. <laughs> Mid-70s. Everyone knew everyone in my school. Like you, nope. knew, you knew every kid in every grade. I made a new friend every day. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. 1,500? Yep. 5,500 in total. That's nuts. What town was that in? Or city? Oh, uh, Weston, Florida. It used to be the largest school in the nation, and then they, obviously, there were, like, too many food fights and drug deals. And <laughs> is that near Desitin or Destin? Or, Desitin. Sorry. That's something you put on your ass. <laughs> when your ass is chapped, you put on Desitin. Dude, I got I, I got a Jesus. two-year-old. I got How do you two-year-old. get Desitin and Destin, Florida mixed up? <laughs> Similarly. <laughs> you said some dumb on this show, but that may be the that may be the new number you one. Know. Close. How about How's that I... town, Desitin, Florida? <laughs> is it dry Brent, down there? Go get your Desitin. <laughs> you probably need Desitin if you live there. I miss this show. Thanks for having me back, all guys. <laughs> you know, you, especially all you Desitin, Florida residents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Okay, that was epic. Literally epic. I would not be surprised if you if you have used desitin on yourself. <laughs> I have used desitin. How do you think you he knows about it? You can't even say the word. Desitin. It doesn't have a Z in it. <laughs> desitin. <laughs> that not one of your words of the day, TJ? Well, desitin I mean, and aquaphor. If you've ever had kids, like you have to mix it together, and whatever they got on their body going on, it just takes it right away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aquaphor, and, aquaphor is the ticket, too. <clears throat> CeraVe, aquaphor, and desitin. <laughs> You're de- we're definitely not getting a, a, a Desitin sponsorship anytime on this show. You can't say the word. That would be that would be awesome. Except for now, nuggets away from me. Now she's uh, she's going to be two tomorrow, so that's um, she's moving up. So man, I can't yeah. believe she's two already. I know. It'll be about three by the time Casey's is here. Casey, <laughs> Casey, tell me why there's a wedding picture of you in the studio. That I can't take credit. I that was Davis. He had it. Professionally framed. Where am I looking? Left. Is it behind me? Look. Oh my god! (laughs) Holy cow! It was the first thing I saw when I walked in the studio. I was like, "There is literally a wedding picture of Casey in the." That's not even an original. You've already you've already posted that one. Um. Yes, I did six times. (laughs) Once. Okay. Anything else? The the other one, you guys were about six more inches apart, and the other one took a selfie with it to start the show. (laughs) (laughs) Casey. That was Mike Davis. All Mike Davis. So what's new in Casey and Chad's world? Mm, not pregnant, if that's where you're going with it. No, I was wondering, like, racing. You've been out racing, uh, been doing some stuff? No, Chad leaves tomorrow for PA Midget Week, so I don't think I'm going to that one. Where do they race midgets in Pennsylvania? Uh, Linda Speedway, Grandview. I don't know. I got nothing else. They I got can't a bunch remember. of tracks. Yeah, there's a ton. A lot of them don't have service, so. I love that shirt on you, by the way. Is that what he says? I'm not, I'm not going to have service, Casey, but I'm going to be racing the midget up here. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to try that one. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned last year they do not have service. Are you coming to the Glen? No. Oh, whatever. I know. Why I not? actually whatever. like the Glen. Why aren't you yeah, coming? I love the Glen. That's my home uh, track. We didn't have a ton of activation that I need to be at. I'm surprised that infield is rocking. It is. Watkins Glen is one of the best tracks to go to. If you get a little bit of time, go stroll the camp. I mean, <laughs> don't go behind the racetrack, like off the back stretch, going to the, the bus stop. But don't go out that way. That's where couches and stuff get burned nightly. I like, camped out there for 10 years growing up, and I saw lots of beer pong when I was like eight. 
I think things have advanced. <laughs> Jason's was in Your bed mom. at nine o'clock too. Um, have you guys been to that place? There's like a park right down the street from the track, and it is, has the best views I've ever been. It to. is absolutely gorgeous yeah. in that state park in there. Is that and where it's that right is downtown? Awesome. Is that picture from there. That was Mooresville, North Carolina. <laughs> so, so, Casey, I've been going there twenty years, and my kids were born, and I took them up for a, a vacation. And I literally got on Google and was like, what can you do with kids in Watkins Glen? And this park pops up, and I'm like, this isn't in Watkins Glen. I had never even heard. So I've been going there 10, 12 years before I Watkins even Glen, found right? it. Yeah. It's freaking gorgeous. It's yeah. awesome. It's got waterfalls, and there's also another park not too far from there called Letchworth State Park. Okay. I don't know if that showed up, but there ain't, that there one's ain't got. There's a tent in there? <laughs> <laughs> there there's probably has been some deserts and views in there. Um, Letchworth's really good as well. And uh, Museum of Glass, the Corning Museum of Glass. Corning, New York's famous for glass. No, yeah, it is. That's why it's <laughs> called Corning. Yeah, that's yeah. a brand <laughs> and a the, town. Yeah, Museum of Glass is there. You ever been there? You're just dropping all kind of information. Well, have you ever been in there? Encyclopedia. Yeah, Apparently, you can go in there and they do like glass blowing and stuff, and you can make. So I've never been in it. Yeah, it's cool. So be cool to go and Watkins do. Watkins Glen is like a different atmosphere, I feel like, than those tracks, too. Oh, like, yeah? Like, more low-key, but then there's just so much going on at the track. Like, the area is super low-key and small-town vibe. Yeah. And then once you get to the track, it's just yeah, it's tons high energy. Of, yeah. yeah. There is a lot of really, really good race fans in that part of the that part of New York and stuff. Yep. So there's a... The, you can see it when you're going around there. And I think Watkins Glen does that deal where you can camp. I think they put up them little tents... You know what I mean? Like yep. the ones you can rent there. Glamping? Yeah. So I don't know if they're doing it this year or not, but they did it last year. So, so. two things while I was gone. I went back and listened to y'all's show, and uh, I can't believe the, the first show, TJ said Kevin Harvick can't drive his package, and Kevin goes out and wins the next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like, that was just the curse of the show for Timmy. <laughs> Look at like, Ross. Ross came on. He won. He won. Yeah. Timmy comes on. They win. He almost won again. And then the second week with Fido on here, I, I guess you didn't take your meds that week, but you would literally ask Timmy a question, and then you would answer it for him. And, and I mean, you were just... I like to do that. It was like I like to do that. It was like you'd listen to too much Eminem, and I was I text Jason, I was like, Jason, did, did TJ not take his meds? <laughs> like you and like Corelli, you guys got... Closets full of trophies from feature wins at local tracks. Yours is more Michigan, probably Midwest area. You know, yeah. I mean, and how many feature wins do you think you had before you moved? Well, up? you know, to be honest, with you, I didn't have that many feature wins before I moved up because <laughs> I got screwed. <laughs> he screwed me by that too. Here I am thinking Timmy's got like two hundred trophies. He's like, yeah, I only got a few, but here I am. It's like, damn, Timmy. Right, I your, some more. your uh, face is I was super laughing. red. I got tickled. When I get tickled, my face turns red. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help Well, it. don't. I'm glad you guys let me come back, though. I thought Timmy might. Honestly, after this weekend, I wanted to be like, can we fire him? Dale said it was the best ever with Timmy I know. I know. He told me that on the elevator. I called him a couple names, and then I noticed the security guard was on there with me, and I was like, hey, I know this guy. Like, <laughs> Don't lock me up. At least that's not the ride the elevator broke. Yeah. It broke? It, yeah. It One of them broke in Loudoun. Hmm. Wow, thought that only broke. happens in Kentucky. The race snuck up on him. It broke in. We no, oh, in Kentucky. It about broke. That thing is a slow. It did break. Yeah, I remember. We, were, we were on the same elevator, yeah. and that thing felt like it went four floors, and it went one, and then it started acting funny, and the doors <laughs> opened. We all ran off. I, I got off. I couldn't do it anymore. <clears throat> it, it still didn't go to the floor we were trying to get to. No, I wasn't riding anymore after that. Well, we gave up. 
Yeah. All right, I feel like we can rant the entire show, but we should probably talk about what Who's happened. ranting? Everybody? Casey, why are you mad at me? Let's let's clear the air because <laughs> I can I can feel some hostility. Just tell me what's okay. wrong. Okay, that tweet. I purposely did not tweet a picture. I posted it on my Instagram, trying not to call attention to it. And then you have to go screenshot it. Did you hear what she said? She posted it, trying not to call attention. Because to more it. people like from DBC follow me on Twitter, and so I did didn't you post realize. it on social media. Yes, but that, I can do that. Not looking for a reaction. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna still post I my wedding I pictures. Don't care, I don't really know what to tell you. Boy, why are you mad at me right now? Because I, I can feel. Because you were such a jerk. Oh. There's so many other words I could say, but I like didn't like. I'm trying to be nice to Jason. Yes. So you don't have to like like bleep it all out. But seriously, that was way too far. That oh. was just rude. You just like attention. Like that's all you're doing. <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry. Is my you face getting me? red? <laughs> Can you forgive me? I'm tickled right now. (laughs) Do you forgive me? No, hell no. (laughs) She brought me chicken nuggets. I did. No, after everyone you ate, she was scowling at you. (laughs) I thought she was poisoning me to start Uh, with. That's why I I, consider it. Forgot about that. Is that Visine? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't squirt Visine on him or something. There's a guy named Henry Benfield, and uh, he's been around literally forever. Junior Johnson days, moonshine days. And if Henry didn't like you, Henry was the cook for us at the Wood Brothers, and he would every morning make bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. And I personally watched him take Visine. He would put the bacon, he would put the egg, he would put the cheese, and then he would spray Visine all over the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich and put it together and gladly hand it to you and say, I hope you enjoy (laughs) And yeah. you had no idea, and I watched a lot of guys eat Visine sandwiches. If and, you uh, didn't but like Henry him, was known for that. Yeah, if he, he didn't like you or you made him mad, y- you stayed away for a long time. When I first met Henry, I was working at MB2 Motorsports, and I think he was driving Jay Fry's bus. He was. He drove work for Jay for a while. Yeah, he was driving Jay Fry's bus, and um, there's a, there's more stories that include Henry Benfield that are – there's a lot of stuff suitable for this show. These are not suitable for this show. Henry um, Benfield raced some, and uh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure if you Google him, he's got to be out there, right? But uh, my favorite part working with him at the Wood Brothers was he was probably in his 60s and had the greatest hair of any 60-year-old you've ever seen. He still and does. When, when Do you, you have would, a picture? Is there a picture? When you would see? walk by his hotel room, you know, it, it's hot, right? And, and, I mean, we're talking late 90s. You'd walk by his hotel room, and his door would be standing wide open, and he would be standing there in his whitey tighties. And here's this 60-plus-year-old man blow-drying his hair. Isn't it tidy whiteys Whitey, tidy, tidy whiteys Destin. Uh, but it was the funniest vision. I, I mean, I can just see it right now in my mind, looking through this hotel door, standing wide open, and he's standing in front of the mirror, blow-drying his hair in his tidy whiteys He is a very well-dressed man. He's shirt tucked in. Smells good. Yeah, like, hey, I'm, I guarantee he still wears Old Spice. A or- lot of people in the industry listen to this show. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Everybody that knows Henry Benfield is, they know that this is spot on. Is afraid to eat anything he makes. Don't ever eat anything he makes. I I have witnessed things, but it was more security guards that had made him mad. I wasn't going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So take him breakfast. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. He literally, TJ just gave it away. I wasn't going to say that part of it, but yeah, he would uh, make you mad. He'd make you breakfast. I don't, this, I mean, it was, it's been probably. 12, 10 years since I've seen Henry do it like that, but I still just <laughs> avoid Henry's cooking. 
I don't see him cook anymore. I haven't seen Harry in a little while. Have you? I hadn't seen him in a little while either. Yeah. Hope he's doing good though. Yeah, Hope me he's too. Okay, good dude. How was the Pocono Live show? Pocono Live was interesting, uh, especially the gentleman that grabbed the mic and <laughs> I mean he was. Who are you? We had a we had a group of four cute girls that one of their picture made with us, and they had yeah. on shirts that said tequila racing and what what did it say? Um, tequila. I thought I said might have said tequila NASCAR and racing or something. Something. Anyway, uh, they were awesome. And then when we finished the show, some dude handed me a mini bottle of Fireball for after the race. He's like, "Hey, dude, this is for your, <laughs> this is for your airplane ride home." I was like, "Man, that's nice of you." Yeah. Uh, but no, it went great. I mean, Kevin and his his staff do a great job for the fans up there. I mean, they had concerts all weekend. We saw Tim Duggar right before we went yeah. on. A uh, big fan of his, and that song it hurts, don't it? Hurts. Don't like it, it. It reminds me of my childhood growing up. You know that song, Casey. I actually did see you tweet about it, so I was going to listen to it. So you, you don't know the it. song. I have not listened to it You didn't answer yet, the no. question. You would, you would like it. Hmm. It's, like, I mean, it's a country song. It's not that it bro is. country like Jason likes. <laughs> bro oh, country. Oh, you're going to be very proud of me. Went to a country concert. Whoa. Which one? Chris Stapleton. Oh, oh that's a good one. Good. I went. Uh, I went and saw him Friday night. How was that? Uh, good show. I mean, it. <laughs> you couldn't. I didn't know a whole lot about him or what he what he looked like or anything, but he looks bad. Well, the only thing you could see when he was well, you, you couldn't see him when he was singing because he had he's like ninety percent beard, and the other ten percent's hat down to here. So it's hat, nose, maybe a little bit shadow, and then beard. So I'm like, but uh, good concert. Concert was very Where was entertaining. He playing at? Uh, shoot, what was that? Like maybe an hour north of the track. Okay, so. Yeah, I went and got and went there and saw him and and uh, it was a good concert. He's a great songwriter, great singer. Yeah, there were some there were some uh, good country songs and but yeah, Duggar Duggar's that that song's country. Hurts don't it? Yeah, it definitely is country. When you talk about number ten hooks, yeah. and stuff, you're singing country. I like him because he like is such a fan of the sport too. I mean, you see him at concerts. I like at the him track all the time. I like him because I beat him in Madden one time, one hundred six <laughs> to three. Of course. Well, were you the Patriots? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, one more thing on the live show. We're going to post that as a special episode this week. So Pocono sent us the audio, so it's going to get posted. Nice. Oh, they so did? So everyone can well, That one kid was worried listen. about me being his dad, so I hope they take that part out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> what? So this guy is like, Don't hey, give it yeah. away. You should just preview it, and then they can listen okay. to the live show. Yeah, well, I'll just go ahead, and since you won't be able to see it, the guy's got a, looks kind of like Brett. He, the guy's like, look, I even got a gap in my teeth. Like, yeah, I mean, there's so, a chance. <laughs> you got. <laughs> it was very funny. The guy, That's the kid, great. was funny. It's definitely worth a listen. So, yep. Yeah, look for that later this week. Yeah, definitely. He's over eighteen, so I'm I'm totally comfortable with this conversation. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Casey's looking at me like, are you <laughs> me? <laughs> you never know these days. Well, I have some great news. Um, we won my item. The one that I picked on pristineauction.com. And you think Brett you're mad at me? <laughs> You see what item was that? Oh, that is the Clemson Tigers 2016 National Champions football. I know Brett is super excited about Look, this. We've got we've probably got a lot of Clemson fans out there that listen to the show. Bless their heart, no one's perfect. Well, yeah, but I'm saying is rivalries are always good. So it's good to have a little, you know, a good little flavor. Maybe some of the Clemson fans. Uh, can give us some good ratings and stuff, thanks to Casey. Yeah. We can't scare away. South Carolina's our, our second most popular state. Mm. Half Clemson, half Gamecocks. No, it's not half. 
No. <laughs> this is going to take all no. day now. <laughs> it's definitely not happening. There's not that many idiots in South Carolina, Jason. <laughs> this is going to take the all day. The hatred is real. The hatred is not fake about Clemson Tigers. I hate them. I can't well, stand How do them. you hate a college football team that Listen much? Listen to me. I love Terry Allen. I love Deshaun Watson. Is there Watson. some person there that went there that you didn't like? I don't like the, the quarterback right now. Looks like a girl, Trevor Lawrence. Because <laughs> he's really I've been good. fans of a lot of their players. Are you mad because that guy? But I still guy... hate Clemson Tigers. So you're mad because that guy's probably going to go number one overall next year. What guy? Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. No, I'm not mad by that. Are you I hate mad... Clemson. I don't hate him. Well, why do you hate Clemson, though? Because I hate him. I mean, I hate the Patriots because Tom Brady wins championships there. I hate you. Have, you're, you're either... <laughs> When you're born in South Carolina, you either have to love them or hate them. I hate I got gotcha. you. So it's just you just got to pick one. Yeah. I uh, hate them. TJ said rivalries are good. So this week's pristine auction item, we're going to bid on a Rob Gronkowski signed mini Patriots helmet. That's a great idea. And everyone loves Gronk. Why are we invi- – why are we – Actually, I thought uh, it was TJ's turn to pick. Well, yeah, um, Casey lost hers, so she went again this week. I lost my first one, and I lost, so I'm going again. So this you guys week. are losers. But next, Wait, week, I, they're I just popular. Ours are right just on. more next desirable. Week, yeah, next week TJ will. You guys well, apparently will be back. nobody wants a Gamecock football. So if you lose your auction, you shouldn't go again. Well, Casey went again. Yeah, well, you don't go again. Well, we got all season now. Pristine auctions back on for the rest of the year, so we have oh, 16 or so more episodes to bid on stuff. And what are we bidding on? Uh, mini Rob Gronkowski signed a Patriots helmet. Why do we want that? I'd rather Gronk if, is I would, the best. Yeah, a Gronk's awesome. I agree. What would but you? But why go does for? it have to be a helmet? Why can't it be like, like a like something else, like a ball he spiked through half the earth or something? You know what I mean? Like, well, we're gonna have two footballs, a Clemson nah, well, and a Gamecocks one. So no, I mean we're not. I wouldn't be Brett. so. I wouldn't be so sure of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, if the Clemson one doesn't make it on here, the Patriots one's damn sure ain't making it on here. <laughs> Right, you said rivalries are good. I'll play back the rivalries tape. Rivalries are good. Who are the Bills rivals? Because y'all lose to everybody. <laughs> Every, yeah, everybody kind of, I guess. Huh? Bills against yeah. the world. So the that's Browns actually, maybe because y'all can beat the Browns. It's more, Jason. It's way more like the Patriots versus the world because everybody hates the Patriots. That is a T-shirt, I believe. Everybody hates the Patriots. I don't hate the Patriots. So, I like the Patriots. Holla! No, you don't. I love uh, Stephon Gilmore. I don't. He's best cornerback. in the league. I don't and know you had him. him at freaking Buffalo, and you didn't keep him. Was that Chris Stapleton? <laughs> I think it was. It they just opened the door, like and a bearded guy peeped <laughs> Holy in. Holy cow, he's here! But how do you how you had you had him at Buffalo, and you let him leave? That's because he wanted a million. Like no, he wanted way more than he wanted, like a billion dollars. That's what winners do. They want money. Hey, I don't blame him for bettering. I, you can't ever be mad at a man for bettering himself. He left somewhere and went and won a Super Bowl. I can't blame him, but. You know, uh, you know the Bills had to make decisions that fit them better financially, and they Who's did. Who's your quarterback this year? Uh, Josh Allen, man. Oh yeah, there you go. I like Josh Allen. Who's your running back? Lashawn McCoy. He's you coming to, back this year. See, when you had Spiller from Clemson again, I, I love Spiller, but I hate Clemson. See, you Spiller let that guy leave. Yeah, but he couldn't be the number one he back. Kept getting hurt. Yeah, he couldn't be the. No- I liked Spiller too. I thought he was awesome. He's a stud. So we definitely had, for college football. Like we've you had guys, some good players. The NFL's king. I realize all that, but I, you know, for those of us that live in the SEC country and some of the people that live in the ACC country, I'm sorry, the ACC country, <laughs> uh, football is king come fall. So I can't wait for the fall. I want to go to a game, so I'm willing to potentially become a fan. Yay! If you, we're would. making up right now. Let's. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. If we're going anywhere, we need to go to a Bills game. Duh. They're the ones that you see tailgating things on all the time. 
Yeah, but they do fellatio in the parking lots, and it ends up on no, YouTube. No, they don't. They yes, break, they do. They we break. saw it. Okay, so that, oh, they don't do that in Clemson or South Carolina? Clemson, they do a lot of stuff with cows. <laughs> That's kind of their thing over there. They're a big ag school over there. They love cows. <laughs> So I'm currently trying to bid on this Tornikowski helmet, and it's already going for you like can't. $80. Yeah, I hate to tell you, but that was Jason, a bad idea. Yeah, that's stupid. But right. if we're going to get something from right, Gronk, DJ, make it something, something else. I don't mind having something from Gronk because I like Gronk. All right, but I'll, don't do a football helmet. Do something cool. I'll like, keep I don't looking. Know. They, they have what some, about a picture like Gronk like breaking something in half or something? I'll see what they got. ProsteenAuction.com. Yeah, something off the wall because I like Gronk. I actually like Tom Brady too, but I hate playing against him because he's – He's one of them guys that you just need to enjoy watch plays. One of the best of all time, if not the best of all time. So, but anyway, all right, back to racing. Spot on, spot on, spot off. He's spot off that. I'm going spot on. Spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it, and you say why either way. First topic: Ralph Chastain wins the third race in eight starts, um, and now has more wins in the top three series than Bowman, Suarez, Busher, Ty Dillon, Hemrick, Priest, Dift, and Gregson. What do you think, Brett? Wow, he actually won four of the last eight. One of them he got found illegal. So I mean, you're talking about a guy that's sitting <laughs> the world on fire. And here's the thing of the of the drivers you just mentioned that haven't won as many races in the in the top three series. Only one of them has a cup win to his credit, and that's Bowman. So it tells me that Chris Busher uh, does too. Oh yeah, Busher got that fuel mileage lucky win at uh, Pocono after running around about twentieth all day, which is awesome. Good for him, right? So uh, Ross is uh, is clearly in his own element right now. Confidence through the roof. Love to see him in more Xfinity races, you know, and I know that TJ has made the comment, even with Ross on the show, that he'd love to see him in a, in a full-time truck ride next year. Uh, I think trucks, he's graduating from trucks based on what we're seeing. I think he needs to seeing. go to Xfinity. And, and so hopefully, and, and I've actually got meetings this week in Nashville with Nutrient Solutions and all their agencies, and we're pushing really hard to get him full-time next year with Kyle Racing, you know, went out one Daytona for them. So I think uh, – I think the sky's the limit with this kid. I don't know a better feel-good story going on in NASCAR right now than what Ross is doing, TJ. Yeah, it's good to see Ross, you know, make his way up through. And it's obviously, uh, you know, you never know your path and how you're going to get to where you're going to go. He's definitely clawed and scratched his way to where he's at. And I think he's deserving of a a full-time ride like that with a shot in a good car. Yeah. I think it's uh you know the only I'm I'm kind of I'm not spot off on Ross's win, um, but I'm spot off on the truck race there just isn't doesn't isn't very exciting you know we we go green have a quick yellow and the next thing you know you're running eight laps until the stage ends it's like we're not it's even fifteen laps of stage right yeah that's yeah. that's just something to me something needs to change you do know. you really think the trucks and Xfinity need two stages i'm sorry three stages with two stage breaks do you really think those races warrant two stage breaks um because you just said they're too short yeah i mean i might get rid of one in there i know they they do it for the points and make people have to make decisions like and it does make they're just too short I, i wouldn't mind a longer truck race there to to have bigger questions in fuel and stuff like that right now it's just too short there's no there's no really big question in fuel. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't sink right with me somehow. Yeah, short- I feel you. I mean, mm-hmm. Elliot went out and won the inaugural race. I was fortunate enough to be spotting for him. It was a 50-lap race, and it was insane. It was racing Denny Hamlin, racing Casey Kane, racing the regulars. 
and it was a phenomenal race, but we didn't have stages back then. And I, and I can see where you said they had a, had a caution on lap one with Friesen, right? And by the time you do the cleanup and go back racing, it's, a, it's only an eight, nine lap run. Well, then you finish the stage. It takes two to four laps to open pit road to do the interviews. They were actually pretty quick. Were they? They were very fast. It was only, it was like a normal little caution okay. at Pocono. So still like the second stage was 11 or 12 laps. Yeah, it was still about 12. Yep. And then uh, so, obviously a, a 30 lap race to the end, right? Yeah, and you could go about 30 on fuel. So it really, maybe, I don't know, man, stick smaller fuel cells in them or something. Make them have I'd to I'd love pit to more. see the cup cars have smaller fuel cells. Make I them mean, have to pit these more. pit crew guys are making a lot of money, and they deserve a lot of money because they're valuable people. Well, they're very good. They're very good at what they do. A lot of two-tire stops, some fuel-only stops. Like, let's, let's put those guys more. And, and the thing about these stages is a lot of times – we can, like the trucks did, we can make the full stage on fuel. Like, that's no fun. Let's, let's yeah. throw some variables in there. Let's put a, you know, 12-gallon fuel cell in there. Let's do it. The, um, the cup race kind of works out well because there's, there's, you, can, you can pit early, you can pit in the middle of it, or you can stretch to the end and really take a chance like Kyle did, and it kind of bit him. Um, I, I like the difference like that, but the truck race is just so short, there's not enough time for that to develop, so... Pocono will invert lead lap cars to set lineup for the second race of the 2020 doubleheader. Spot on, spot off, TJ. You know, when, I, when they announced this, I, I've thought about it a little bit, and I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be interesting because they're going to invert all the lead lap cars. So the leader is going to go, I mean, he's going to be digging. He's going to want to put as many as he can a lap down because he's going to want to start as far up as he can. And Pocono is hard to lap cars, but... There's incentive there to do it. You know, you're getting you're gonna get a win, points and all this stuff. And the further you get past them guys, the um the further you're gonna start up in the next race. But then you're also gonna have the guys that are, you know, okay, today we may we had a fast car, but we had a loose wheel, had to pit. They're gonna be hanging out at the end, but they're gonna start good the next race. And it's gonna um I I like it. I think it's interesting they they're doing it like that, and it's gonna give the lap cars more incentive to stay on that lead lap and to fight even harder. Not that they're not fighting hard now, but it just, they're going to be extra hard now. You know, the, the NASCAR leadership has been screaming big changes are coming for 2021, right? New tracks, new this, new that. We don't know what that means yet, but what we do know is Pocono has an opportunity to do something special. They've got a doubleheader weekend. I love what they're already talking about. I still think it's the best value a fan's going to get all year to get to go out See four races in two days. Tons of races. Two cup races, back-to-back days. It's like Loudon. Man, I just think it's freaking awesome. So Pocono deserves, and NASCAR obviously collaborating with them, deserves a big spot on for just what they're trying to do to shake things up and make it exciting because I'm excited. And if I'm excited, everybody should be excited. Yeah, for sure. I think it, I think it's great. A good weekend. No I'm reason. a hard guy to excite. No reason to not – Load up the truck and the camper and go camp that weekend and check yeah. out the racing. No reason. Yeah. If no you reason. We'll shotgun beers with you on Friday night. We'll make a deal, TJ and I, right now. Yeah. One sure. beer. You can do one beer. <laughs> well, you said beers. Well, shotgun beers. You're going to do a beer and I'm going to do a beer. <laughs> That's beers. You bring the Desitin, I'll bring the beer. <laughs> Next topic Daniel Suarez called for restart violation on penultimate. Restart, which I learned means next to last. Yes, yeah. good job on the wording, Jason. You are clearly doing great in college. I just want to show I go to school. <laughs> um, spot on, words. spot off, Brett. Spot off, the wow. guy, 
Oh, I'm sorry. For the call, spot on. He absolutely, <laughs> okay. he absolutely had a rule infraction. Spot off for him not paying attention on on social media when Scott Miller said it at the drivers' meeting in Iowa. Obviously, it was said at the drivers' meeting and reinforced in the Cup Series. This guy had two days worth of notice, and yet he still backed it up. But here's what people aren't talking about: and in any other sport, when you commit a penalty like this, you really only hurt yourself, right? In this situation, when Daniel Suarez lays back and he gets this big run and he makes it three wide and then four wide, he's kind of screwing all the cars around him. And guess what? They don't get their spots back. So Daniel obviously got a penalty. NASCAR made the right call. Obviously, I'm a Stuart Haas racing guy. I hate to go against something our drivers are doing. But what he did put Clint in a bad position. And we don't get to make up all those spots because of, of his penalty, which is really unique for a sport. Weren't you pushing him? No, that was uh, Hemrick. Oh, that's right. I asked you that earlier. Yeah. It was, but um, the guy pushing him gained an advantage from that because he <laughs> didn't get a penalty. So there again, there's winners and losers, and it's then like, there's the guy it's who like committed when you the get, penalty. It's like when you get called for tandem in the Xfinity car when the guy leading doesn't have a choice. He's getting pushed. He doesn't have a choice from that guy behind him. No. But, you know, I'm glad they, you know, they're setting a tone with it now. Um, it was pretty blatant, though. It wasn't um, – that was – it stood out. Let's just say it that way. If you go get a regular restart, you can get a run on a guy. But when it's that blatant and you pass two, three rows of cars and you look like cold trickle driving through the smoke, getting taken the green, I mean, you kind of uh, – you could see the gap. You can't – more than a car length, you, you, to me, is the question. Like, once you get more than a car length, you're kind of asking for it. You know, sometimes it's, sometimes you like to be a little safe when you're that many rows back because they were pretty far back, right? Yeah. They were probably they're probably 18th. 12th row. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say 18th or so. And it's real easy to get checked up and have your knock your nose in. So it's okay for guys to be a little cautious there, but he wasn't he his was, intent wasn't cautious. No, his intent was lay back, get a huge run and and go, which I get, man, good for trying, but now we know not to do that. Yeah. So I'm yeah. adding one spot on spot off to the argument with him and Bubba after the race. Did you guys see this on Twitter? <laughs> I saw it. I, I saw some videos of it. I'd like to know what it was over. <laughs> Who cares? Suarez was beating on Bubba's chest like a freaking drum. Jungle animal. Like, you can't beat him by the chest like that. I mean, it wasn't as intense as the McDowell one, so. Bubba kind of went, for, yeah, but this thing went on for over a minute. Yeah. I mean, you're talking a conversation for over a minute where it was constantly passive-aggressive physical involvement. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I kept watching it, thinking it was going to get more escalated than what it did, but it never did. Bubba did a great job of not escalating it because it was pretty physical. <laughs> yeah, it was almost romantic at times because <laughs> there was so much touching going. Like I've been on dates and I got touched that much before. <laughs> Tell boy, um, uh, you know, you know, uh, our drivers getting mad at each other, you know, or upset with each other is good in my opinion. At times, you know, we need people. You not know, to wave each other by every single time and, and race hard and 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 things like this will happen. So you know, I, I don't know what 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 started it. Whether it was a block or run into each maybe other, it was a tweet that, like Casey's <laughs> mad at me about. Maybe it was a tweet. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Never know. Next one: Ricky Stenhouse <laughs> turns Kurt Busch after getting into the wall, exiting turn one on the second to last restart. Was that also the penultimate restart? Yeah, yes. was it penultimate? Correct, it was the penultimate restart of that yeah. race. Fair. A lot happened on that restart. Thanks, Nate Ryan. Appreciate your big vocabulary. I'm, coming I'm spot life. off on this because I think a lot of things added up to Ricky getting put in the wall, and I think he took out the first guy that 
you know, the, the next guy, the, the guy that got, like, there was a chain of events that equal, that added up to this, and I don't know what the very beginning one was, but there was three or four cars, three or four wide, and they were all sliding in one direction. One guy slid a little too far and pushed the other ones up, and that's kind of why Kurt got shoved up into Ricky, and Ricky just took it out on Kurt. But Kurt didn't really have a choice, in my opinion. Kurt didn't have a, didn't have anywhere else to go but up, and Ricky was there, so... Um, just racing, hard racing. People don't want to give. They're trying to get all they can get. Coming off turn one at Pocono, if you're on the inside lane, you're in a you beep, are in a bad beep, spot. Beep, you're beep. in a yes. You're in a very bad spot. So you want to do everything you can to stay in. You know, carry as much momentum off that corner. And late in the race, people tend to take a little more than they give. And um, that's kind of what I feel happened there. Just people at the end of the race going for it, which is, I have no, you know, no issues with it. That's just what happens in racing like that. So, but I think he took out the, I think he took out a guy that didn't have a choice. The, uh, the new package is really difficult to spot restarts going into turn one. There were two different restarts yesterday where I was giving Clinton information and probably the last two or three seconds as he entered turn one, I had to stop giving him information because I couldn't tell exactly what was going on. It's so far away from him. It's, it's almost a mile away from us. Now, the second that they take a left, we can pick them back up and start doing our job. But there were two instances yesterday, one of which I was like, I'm not even sure which car is mine. They were <laughs> five wide, four wide, yeah. three wide. I'm like, hurry up and turn left so I can help you, and I hope you don't get wrecked. Yeah. And obviously that's a testament to how talented they are. But coming off of turn one, to TJ's point, we're all jockeying to A, stay in the draft, B, not be on the bottom. I've not seen a race. I mean, maybe we'll see it at Bristol again, right, where the, the guy who restarts second ends up running eighth after the freaking restart because the bottom won't go. Pocono was that bad yesterday, so guys were being super aggressive. Here's the thing, though. Kurt Busch is locked into this playoff. Ricky Stenhouse is doing everything that he can to try to get in this playoff. Kurt Busch doesn't owe Ricky any favors now. Ricky can't really afford to have a lot of enemies going into yeah. – these last few races, what is it? We have five left-ish. He's on the backside of the bubble. Like, you have to really be smart about who's your enemy and who isn't at this point because it can come back to bite you. Wasn't this some payback when um, Kurt turned Ricky at Daytona? I forgot about that. Could oh, be. Yeah, maybe. Could be. But, again, you know, big picture, man, yeah, this, is a, this is a weird we stretch about, to be trying to pay people back. Were we talking about Ricky and somebody else after Loudon? Yeah, Eric, Eric Jones. Yeah. I guess they talked, I think, something. Oh, what do you know? I don't know. Uh, I just saw it on Twitter. You know something. Speaking of talk, yeah. The yeah. Kurt, Kurt Bush just tweeted this 23 minutes ago. After sleeping on it, I've decided to take the high road with Stenhouse incident. Hopefully he won't wreck me up there as well. And then Ricky responded, take the road on over if you really want to handle it. You have my number. Ooh. Jeez. See, it comes down to tweets. There you go. All about Twitter. This All is why Twitter. I don't tweet. And why you should definitely tweet political views to Brett. I love that uh, Kurt, Kurt Bush taking the high road. Man, that's a first. Go Clemson. He's in the Ricky chase, wants, man. Ricky you don't need to, to be. No, like, like we just said, man, like you got your own little agendas. Yeah. Yep. Kurt you could know? go turn Ricky, but then, it, you know, there might come a – Ricky could make it really hard on Kurt a month from now or, you know, a month and a half yeah. from now. Yeah. So when Kurt doesn't need to deal with it. So Speaking of Eric Jones, man, uh, 
I told you this is the part of the year where he gets on fire. Speaking of Eric Jones, though, but Coach Gibbs was very noncommittal on whether or not he'll be back with Joe Gibbs <clears throat> Racing next year. This guy's coming off of three really good finishes in a row, and here he is potentially having to update his resume. We've seen Joe Gibbs let a lot of good drivers go. Yeah. You know? I mean, Carl Edwards walked out, out the door on his accord or who's ever. Like, no, nobody really knows the truth to that story. All yeah. right, here goes Matt Kenseth. Boom. See you, bud. You're out. You know, like, and here is Eric Jones, who's – Potentially doing really well, right? I mean, he's only won one race yeah. in three years, but he's at the end of his contract. There's a guy named Christopher Bell coming. He's going cup racing somewhere. When you have that, and this is what people don't understand on the business side of our sport right now, manufacturers are the biggest contributors we have in sponsorship right now. It wasn't always the case. They were always big contributors, but right now they are the biggest contributor. Your contributors are big influencers on what you're doing as an organization. So if Toyota wants him in the Joe Gibbs racing car, Toyota's going to get him in a Joe Gibbs racing car. So I don't know, man. It's a, I'm just really surprised uh, that, that you know. It was a month and a half ago he was talking about an extension. Yeah. And to me it's been – if he were talking about an extension a month and a half ago and it's not, not done by now, I don't know, man. That's just – you want to uh, say where he's going? Because last time you did that, you created a, a storm. <laughs> I didn't say anything where anybody. I had hey, uh, hey, TJ, Joey's calling you. Oh, answer it. Put him on speaker. Hey. Recording the podcast. You Which you don't on? ever come on. You want to hey, speak Joey. On you hear Casey Boat? Put him on speaker. Oh, hang on. Casey said hey. What? Hey. Hi. Hey, hey. What's up? Uh, When are you coming on the podcast? Uh, I got to get invited. I've told oh. TJ multiple times, so you can blame your spotter for that. Well, don't blame me. How many times have I said it? Casey, I've been so nice to you. Now you're... <laughs> All right. I, I, I can do this... Uh, what, what, you do this every Monday, right? Yeah. yeah. You coming on after the Glen? You want Monday at 1230? No, I won't be there. Do it after... Uh... Well, that's perfect. No, what the heck? <laughs> do it in two weeks. After Michigan. After, after Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll call you back when I leave. Okay. All right, see you. Locked in, Joey Logano. Booking guest mid-show. TJ, you're such a pansy. You didn't even ask him to come on here? <laughs> no, he was going to come on. Oh. <clears throat> he was actually going to come on. That was Brad. No, he was going to come on like where, like before, whenever we talked about where I was going to go, he was going to come on. Yeah. But anyway, what were, where were we? Oh, this is where. Oh, the Toyota Christopher Bell. Yeah, this Eric is Jones, Derek yeah. Jones's. He gets really good at this time of the year every year. He something about the summer, um, the summer months, and Eric just he gets really good. And <clears throat> Chris um, Gale is really putting him in a track position in game two, though. I mean, I have to say that you know the crew chiefs, their jobs are extremely important as it pertains to having a fast car. But man, once that race starts, you better really have your track position oh, thinking yeah. cap on because once you lose it. I mean, we saw Kyle Busch yesterday. Once he lost it, it's over. Kevin Harvick went out there and made up a lot of ground, but he was making up ground on guys that were saving fuel. So I, I really think Chris and his guys have been playing the track position game well, and it's almost yeah. more important than having a fast freaking car. Yeah, Eric, I mean, he's got a fast car too. He qualified well. Um, but I don't know, man. This is just, you know, Eric's doing a Eric's doing a great job right now, and um, obviously he's he's got to be making the decision hard. You know, how do you – I mean, he's running good. I, mean, I actually really wrote an article this week. I started doing some stuff for The Athletic, and I wrote my first article about Ross Chastain and some of his uh, trials and tribulations he's gone through. My next article, which will come out this week, is a little bit about silly season. So silly season this year has been really slow to develop, uh, which is rare because we typically see it start. used to be back in the day around – 
you know, July, first of July. Um, Then it kind of started happening in early May around the All-Star race. And then we saw guys like Kevin Harvick, even Clint Boyer announce where they were going a year and a half ahead of time. You know what I mean? So it, uh, this year's been, is it, are there a lot of guys not in their contract year is like, do you still see there being a lot of changes? I I don't know if it's a big contract year. I, I think guys. it's. I think there's a lot of contracts certainly in play, but I think that the market is being dictated by sponsorship as it always is, and and we're not abundant in that area right now. So it just kind of slows down everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, we have some breaking news to cover before we go on. Cliff Daniels has been announced as Jimmy Johnson's new crew chief, replacing Kevin Mandering starting this weekend at Watkins Glen. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Spot on, spot off. Wow. Man, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Kevin Kevin's a really smart guy. He's really uh, really good too. Um, I think it's a tough time to replace crew chiefs, uh, especially you know. He's twelve points out of a playoff. Yeah, and you know, so it's not like you've missed the playoff yet. No, and you know, as a as a whole, it's not like the other ones are you know on fire. But you know, I I don't know. It's a little. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in over there, so I don't, I don't really know. But it just seems like an odd time to do it. I agree. So, but hey, I mean, maybe uh, who knows? Maybe maybe Jimmy and Kevin. Maybe it was mutual that you know that Kevin. Hey, I, you know, we're just not mixing. I don't know. I'm a so, huge Kevin Meandering fan. I'm hey, a good huge dude. huge Jimmy Johnson fan. Uh, unfortunate yep. for those two guys that it didn't work out. Rick Hendrick, obviously, a very smart business person and. And uh, man, the thing is about that that comment, man. Jimmy's cars has haven't for whatever reason. Jimmy and his cars haven't been as fast as some of his teammates. So I don't know. That's a sad yeah. situation. So. And uh, you know, Cliff has worked. Cliff, I think, has worked his way up the ladder as well. Um, I don't think he's crew chief before. I don't think he's crew chief because he's been he's been there on that car for right. a long time. Yeah. So uh, he's worked under Chad. So the guy's got a ton of knowledge. Um, you know, he's got a, t- a big notebook, I'm sure, already. So, should be, uh, you know, it'd be interesting how they run, especially going to a road course. The first yeah. race is too is odd. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and see what's coming up on the Dale Jr. Download. The Dale Jr. Download. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. This week, NASCAR's most popular driver and small town kid, Chase Elliott. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Jr. Download. I love Pristine Auction and pristineauction.com. It's an online auction site with tons of cool, authentic, and affordable memorabilia. And we're actually working on Casey right now. She knows the owners of Pristine Auction. We've got to figure out a way to get an autographed photo. Maybe it's the one behind me that Mike <laughs> Davis brought into the studio that we, we auction off. Maybe we do it and we give some money to charity. Casey, what do you say? I support this. Jared, if you're listening, we'll talk. Yes. Yeah, they, you know, uh, Pristine Auction also has lots of different type of auctions, including daily auctions with bids starting at just $1. I mean, $1. And uh, they end nightly. So the 10-minute auction is a great way to bid quickly and win some cool stuff as well. They guarantee the authenticity of all items, and each comes with an authentication form. Only the most trusted sources are used, and these items are much more affordable than you think. The good thing for us is 
We know how authentic it is because guys like Dell Jr. don't lend their autograph to people unless it's authentic. And I've seen a lot of Dell Jr. stuff on their site. Yeah, also stuff like, how about this? Sterling Marlin signed 8x10 photo went for $21.58. Dude, I love Sterling Marlin. Cool like Dodge. <laughs> I love Sterling. I loved working with uh, him. Fred Lorenzen signed number 28, 1965 Ford Galaxy diecast went for $53.53. Yeah, this is going to be a good one, Jason. Yeah, how about this? A Bob Saget signed full house script sold for just $10.50. I met Bob Saget at the Comedy Zone downtown Charlotte about five years ago. He actually, you aren't going to believe this, he's a funny dude. Yeah, he's, he. this show was before Jason's time as well. But, I watched it. Uh, whatever. But anyway, it's quick and free. Free to register, free to bid, and you only pay when you win. As All a BBC listener, is, you get that freaking code too, man. Clear, C-L-E-A-R. They gave you $5 off. That is a whopping $5. $5. I just have to say too, I know a lot of us talk about like supporting local dirt tracks and racetracks. Like, these guys support Chad. I'm a little biased of it. And Christopher as well. Um, and Carson Elledge. So they're supporting the local dirt track community, local up-and-coming racers. I mean, you can't can't get much better than that so you definitely want to support them too and one of the best parts is is when you sign up for free you get an immediate five dollar auction credit to spend and they'll know we sent you when you use the word clear c-l-e-a-r listen to me if you go on the site you got to use clear because that's how we get paid that's how they know that we're worth all this money they're giving us to be a partner on our show we love you guys and if, if you love dbc go check them out Win an auction on pristineauction.com, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. And don't forget that registration code, TJ. Yeah, check out the registration code, C-L-E-A-R, and uh, check back each week and to see what we'll bid on next. And use that $5, because with that $5, all you want to do is $5 holla. Win, win, win. No matter what, got money on my mind. Pristineauction.com. And enter that red, uh, code <laughs> into the first in box the of the registration page. Hands go up. You don't know the song, Casey? I do, but and I'm a little concerned. I mean, your rendition of it is a little off. <laughs> uh, not really sure if that's going to do much business. Update on our Rob Gronkowski sign helmet is going for a lot of money, so we'll probably not get it, but it's at $70 right now. We'll see. And it's probably still got two days worth of the auction. Jason lost the auction. He was bidding on one of his sweat towels. Okay, TJ. Let's go in the fast lane. Three racing questions. One off-the-wall question. 30 seconds to respond to each. Only 30 seconds. How are you going to stop from talking? Good luck. Fast lane. First question. Wild restarts at Pocono featured three, four, and five wide racing, but only caused one accident when Stenhouse turned Kurt Busch. Did the a- oh, wow, I can't talk today. Did the lack of accidents on restarts surprise you? What do you I, think, Brett? I, I didn't think there was a lack of action. I thought there was a lot of action. It just didn't yield any, uh, you know, any any cautions, any wrecks. And the reality is, these cars are very, very, very high downforce cars. The tires are literally too good. They've got a ton of grip. And when you put that scenario in play, it allows these guys to go out there, run three, four, and five wide. And as long as it's almost not, quote, intentional, we don't really see cautions. We're not seeing a lot of guys hang these cars out and the cars moving around a ton in the center of the corner. And that's just a result of what we're racing with. Push that water bottle. Push it now. It's harder. What happens? It's on the ground. It's stuck. Yeah. These cars are stuck to the ground. These drivers are the best drivers in the world. 
and you give them guys grip. They, I mean, they and they make it exciting. The restarts are exciting, but these guys know what they're doing. They they're good. So um, <clears throat> you know, look at the truck race. They get down turn one to have a wreck because those guys aren't experienced. They're not not as good yet. Um, but these guys are good, man. You give these guys cars that are stuck to the racetrack. They're gonna. That's why we're five wide because they can make it. You know, if they know they're gonna wreck, they're not gonna do it. But they know they're not gonna wreck. He's right. For once. That's all you gotta say. Yeah, he's right. Wow. NASCAR eliminated the arm's length rule for uncontrolled tire penalties this week. Do you think this is a good move or a bad one, TJ? I would rather have this been done in the off season. But since there was such a gray area with this, it's kind of good to, I guess, eliminate that. Because um, every time we had one of these calls, it was questionable. I think, you know, was, well, was it really? Um, was it not? You know, well, how come this guy didn't get called? The tire, the tire is seven feet away from this guy. I don't know anybody with seven foot arm. You know, the next time it's three, three and a half feet from the guy and they get a penalty. So, um, you know, I'm glad it's clarified more now. It needed to be fixed. So I'm glad they fixed it. I'm struggling with some of the rules. You know, I mean, we saw the Eric Jones thing happen last week where he straddled the orange box. He thought he had a penalty. I thought he had a penalty. NASCAR had a new rule that he didn't have a penalty. So a lot of times it's hard for us, even as competitors, to keep up with all of the rules that are in place. Um, for, for me, like, I don't really know what this rule means. I know that Denny Hamlin and some of those guys have been caught and been very vocal about it. And, and said, quote, use some common sense. It sounds like to me that the common sense is coming into play. I just hope we're not making the gray area larger because so other sports are at an advantage, man. It's black or it's white. And in our sport, we do have some gray area we have to play in. I just don't like to see NASCAR put in a position where they have to react. No different from Suarez. If he doesn't put them in that position, they don't react. Everything's fine. When you make it blatantly obvious, they're going to make a decision and it's going to go against you. Yeah, I agree. Whoa! How, why are they both agreeing with the roof's each other? Roof's gonna fall in any minute. <laughs> well, I mean, it's either it's either a penalty or it's not. And if we can have a we can have a we can make the box that much smaller and not have the gray area, that's what I'd rather have. It's either right or wrong. I sure. don't need I don't need a you know either that phone's on the paper or it's off the paper. I don't need this. Yeah. Fair. Uh, Watkins Glen has produced seven consecutive different winners. Um, will the streak extend, or will one of these drivers win again on Sunday? And you can t- uh, I'll just run on the list. Ambrose, Kyle Busch, Allmendinger, Logano, Hamlin, Truex, and Elliott. Oh, well, I hope well guess who isn't winning? Ambrose <laughs> isn't winning. Allmendinger's <laughs> not winning. Um, the thing is, man, Chase Elliott really put on a big show here. You know, we used to go to these places, and we couldn't watch the wait, wait, couldn't wait to see Ambrose and Montoya and Almondinger, guys that we didn't see run up front all year, get an opportunity to run up front and win the races. The thing about these guys this weekend, the guys who've been running up front at all these ovals, they're going to run up front at this road course. I think you're not going to see, you know, some crazy guy, unless we have some weird strategy play out, right, um, going to come up and be a first-time winner here. Which could happen, though, because sometimes the strategy, there's – Depends on when there's a caution. It all depends on when that caution flies and who just hit pit road and how they're going to cycle the lead. Because I'm not – you You could take a 15-place car. You put that guy in the lead, he's still going to be hard to get around and, and tough to pass. And you never know, there might there might be a guy that pits 10 laps before his window. Well, guess what? We have a lot of cautions. Guess who's going to make it now? You know, if he this guy gets enough cautions, gets close, he's going to stretch it. Then you have that that victory for a guy that, you know, this can happen here. 
Strictly because you can pit without losing a lap as well. Yeah. Because if you pit and lose a lap, you're done. I'm in the seat of I need Clint Boyer to win this race. And if he can't win this race, guess who I want to win the race? Joey Logano. I want Kevin Harvick to win. I want Joey Logano to win. I want Kyle Busch to win. I want want Martin Truex to win. I do not want a first-time winner that's behind me in points because I'm 15th right now tied with Ryan Newman. If a first-time winner had happened last week, I'd now be tied for 16th with Ryan Newman in terms of being kicked out of the playoff spots. So I want to see me win or another winner that's already won, selfishly. That's just the way we're looking at it. That's something we should mention real quick, too. These guys in the 16th, 15th, 14th, the, these guys on the bubble are nervous. They're because, racing like it. Well, these guys, a first-time winner puts them back another spot. So this, the, you know, none of them guys want to see a spot, see a guy that's going to win for the first time and lock himself in. So um, this is this is uh, this is when the intensity starts to build up. Yep. You know, things are picking up every week now, well, which I is fun. I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Off the wall question. Top Gun Maverick is coming out as a sequel to the original Top Gun in 2020. Name another movie from the 80s that you wish would produce a modern sequel. Yeah, from the 80s, huh? TJ? Hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about 80s movies because I was really young. Breaking. Breaking? Yeah. What's that? Breakdance movie? Turbo. Turbo what? is the main guy. He could freaking jam. Yeah. Turbo. Check it out, Jason. Not as your movie list, but Turbo is the man. Got it. Um, what is he? Jam on it, jam on it. What other movies are from the eighties, Brett? Doom, doom, doom. Casey, do you know any from the eighties? Howard the Duck, Back to the Future. Ooh, they made sequels too. Oh, here's a good one. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that was a good one. That would be pretty good. I didn't realize that was eighties. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Goonies. That's 80s. Freddy could star in Goonies. Gremlins. <laughs> oh, Freddy. we got to get Freddy back on here. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, 16 candles. On, uh, what about 17 candles? <laughs> oh, I like that one. That was my pick. Jason has probably never seen 16 candles. Have you never seen 16 candles? That has to be his That's got to be his movie. Long Duck Dong. <laughs> I wish Freddy would have been standing beside Bubba when Daniel was pounding on his chest. I just, I just wonder what Freddy would have done. Because Freddy grew up in Watched. New York. Uh, Freddie grew. I, I don't know. Freddie likes a little. Freddie grew up in New York on the wrong side of Long Island. Freddie also saw Daniel choke slam McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie's also not in fighting shape. <laughs> yeah, his fighting weight might be a little high. <laughs> He's not new. Not in the same class. Introducing Freddie Kraft versus Hermie Sattler <laughs> in the heavyweight division. Ten rounds. 30 seconds no, per round. No, Better reduce that they, to 15. No, These guys can't breathe long. They're not going 10 <laughs> rounds. <laughs> Three round. We're reducing to 15 fight. seconds per round. <laughs> Sorry, we got off on a tangent. What's, what's Hermie's name? The flying watermelon? Hermie. Hermie needs a good good name. What would be a good Hermie wrestling name? Watermelon? <laughs> I think it would stem off what you oh. called him. I can't uh, say the name that just came to mind. It was bad. <laughs> it was real bad. Well, we we got to keep it. going. He just beeps it out. Yeah. Nah, we can't say it. (laughs) (laughs) What is OfferPad? We're the new way homes are sold. We're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern selling solution with a human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. Selling to OfferPad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free, and there's no obligation. We want to buy your home, so request your offer today. OfferPad. Move freely. 
Man, what a great sponsor we've got. They literally are saying they want to buy your home. Yeah, and Casey is actually still looking for a home. So, But, uh, you know, if you want to avoid the hassle of selling your home, let OfferPad do it for you. It's an easy process. It takes five minutes to submit your home, and you'll get an offer within 24 hours. And here's the thing. I've got a buddy, and he's in the rental house business, or he thought he wanted to be in the rental house business. So he owned his own home. You know, it's probably a half a million dollar house, but he had a rental house property and he's owned it for a while, been renting it out. He heard our podcast and he went onto this, this site, offerpad.com, put in the information. Boom, he got an offer. He's going to take it. It's 30 grand more than what he owes on the house. He's going to wow. get out of the rental business. So if you own a home and you want to know what your house is worth, it's, it's like for me, everything that I own in my life, except for my kids, is for sale. I'll sell you anything. I'll sell you my wife? truck in the parking lot. No, I'll rent, I'll rent you my wife. You did um, not mention wife. <laughs> she's part of the kids. She's part of the family. My sister lives there, too. I wouldn't <gasps> dare sell her either. But you've got a truck in the parking lot, a boat at the boat dock, a house. I'll sell anything. You pay me enough money. So the cool thing is they'll go online and give you a true valuation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very intrigued by this because it's easy. You know, buying and selling a home is a pain and I, I say it's really a pain because i went through it with a nine-month pregnant wife and it was ridiculous That's brave i needed an offer pad then and uh you know i'm glad they're here now so take the advice use offer pad yes offerpad.com uh as dvc hey these people are gonna win an offer pad yeah. door bumper oh, clear yeah. t-shirt everybody who gets picked today uh, make sure that we can DM you and get your address. And, and the shirts are being printed. We'll get them this week. We'll get them to you within the next three to four weeks at yeah. worst. But you're going to win, courtesy of OfferPad, a door bumper clear T-shirt. Yeah, slide in uh, producer Jason over here's DMs. Yeah. You know it. Wait, I have a request. I need a shirt. I got you, girl. Thanks. What I size? need six. Small. Six? Just kidding. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. You ain't that big. Small? <laughs> yeah. Medium? Small. Uh, Vic's Broken Wing, I think, asks, do you think that a tire war with Goodyear, General Tire, Michelin, all the, the big names, would do anything to help with the competition? What do you think, Brett? First of all, this is a great question. It deserved to be picked, and you deserve a free offer pad, doorbell, clear T-shirt. Second of all, this isn't practical because Goodyear already has a contract in place. Third of all, absolutely. Goodyear is making Goodyear is up against a challenge. The corner speeds are higher than they've ever been. The straightaway speeds are lower than they've been. Goodyear is having to make a tire and a sidewall that can can last. So, uh, last thing we want to see is guys blowing right fronts and seeing our heroes go out there and get hurt. But a tire war would be a really good thing. Even when you go back and look at the Hoosier Goodyear thing that happened in the eighties, I believe it was. Man, Jeff Bodine and some of those guys that you hadn't seen win races all of a sudden are winning races because they're on a better tire. I'd love to see something like this happen, but the reality is it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think Goodyear makes a great tire, but it's too great. There's so much change going on. It's all, it's hard for Goodyear to keep up with what what the downforce numbers are going to be. What what's what do they have to make it for? So instead of fine tuning it and taking a big risk every week, one bad one bad weekend for them one bad ruin, ruins their name and that that you know for that. So Goodyear is super safe on it. I don't blame them. I, they built a great tire, so it's just. You know, I wish we could get to a steady point where everything's staying the same for a while and Goodyear could start softening these things up and have them fall off. You know, let them let them fine-tune their product more. I don't even know that another sponsor could afford to take on that tire, like the responsibility of 
being the official tire of NASCAR. I mean, oh, I don't know think there. about the cost that Goodyear has, not only on track, off track. You all have to, the- You have to realize, though, Casey, how much money we're paying in tires. Yeah. It's not abnormal for us to have a $20,000 yeah. tire bill for one team. Fair. I promise you, There's the, other motorsports division, <laughs> the motorsports division of Goodyear is making a ton of money. I promise. Now, I hear what you're saying. The R&D side, the entry level. Right. Like, anytime you start a new business, right, your, your costs are through the roof. But Goodyear, motorsports division, they're making money. Fair. Next one from P. Schmitz, 1988. Brett, how did the opportunity to be a rider for the athletic happen? Did you think you would become one while being in NASCAR? So here's the thing, uh, P. Schmitz. I actually did PR for, uh, for Sitco Petroleum and Band-Aid brand back in 1999 and 2000. And so back then, we actually had to write. We didn't just stand in the garage and take a photo of a car backing out of the garage and post it on Twitter. And that was our PR activity for today. We actually had to be creative. We had to write press releases. And we had to publish this content Two to three times a week, obviously your pre-race, obviously your post-race, but also we would write stories about all kind of stuff and literally hope that a publication would pick it up or a website. Websites were taken off in 2000, would pick it up. So, man, I had, had not done that in a very long time, uh, but Jeff Gluck, who's a friend of mine, a guy who listens to this podcast, he came to me and he said, look, I'm getting ready to, to stop the JeffGluck.com thing. I'm getting ready to go to work for The Athletic. They want you to be a contributor. I've suggested it. I've recommended you. They want to talk to you. And I was like, it's free to talk. So we talked, spent about five weeks going back and forth because I'm not really one to, to make a big decision like that because it's a pretty big commitment. I, the, the article that I'm getting ready to publish this week, I mean, I probably had four hours in it, right? So and I don't have a lot of free time. So for me to carve that much time and put this much effort, obviously I don't want to suck. Um, but really it was Jeff Gluck's idea, and then The Athletic came to me, and uh, and we worked out a deal. So a couple times a month I'll, I'll shoot something there. Can you give us a preview? Like I said, man, th- this one's about silly season this week. You know, the first one was about Ross and uh, and and what he's had to endure to get to where he's at, or mm. at least get to into the college ride. But this one is really about how silly season isn't silly. You know, everybody hears the word silly season, and that sounds fun and it sounds immature. And when your life is on the line, and when you're sitting there wondering how you're going to feed your family next year, it's stressful. And we had a lot of one-year deals with Elliot. You know, I'm in a contract year right now with Clint. Don't know what's going to happen with Ross. So it, uh, to the fans, to the media, sometimes even to industry people, that when I mean, when I got here at 23 years old, I thought it was fun to go on jayski.com every morning and read what was going on. Now you realize what it really means to people's livelihood and, and nothing about it silly. Fair. Uh, Solomon7003 asks, at Watkins Glen, how many spotters will you use for the race? Do you get to pick your partner's spotter, or are they team and driver selected? TJ. Um, I'll have, I think I have two others that are going to help me. One on the bus stop, and then if I have another one, I'll put them in the S's. Uh, really, though, the S's, if there's a wreck there, you, you're, it's going to be hard to avoid if you're behind it. You're hoping just to see it in time to maybe get stopped and hope you don't get run over. Um, as the, the bus stop is going to be pretty mandatory. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could use four or five there really honestly, but, uh, it's both. Sometimes the teams have another more people in the shop, like crew chiefs or, or, um, old crew chiefs or other people that have spotted in the past part-time or something that, that will come and do this. So uh, sometimes they'll have people. And if they don't, a lot of times they'll just, they'll go to the spotter and, Hey, we need somebody. Who do you recommend? Cause spotters know spotting. You know, spotters no spotting, and 
um, that's kind of, you know, I've had many people come to me and ask me, who do you recommend? I mean, I'm sure you're in the same boat. TJ and I talked about this yesterday. It's nerve wracking for us to only see our car for 20 seconds a lap and to hear some other guy talking to him and sometimes using language that we don't necessarily use or from a timing standpoint, say it at a different time than we would normally say it for us though. I do the front stretch. I do turn one. I do the bottom of the hill going into the S's. Dirty, who is Clint's bus driver, he does the S's. He's done it for me ever since I've been spotting for Clint. We'll have a spotter in the bus stop. And the big thing back there is when guys run off the bus stop, clearly the track is either clear or not clear, so the driver needs to know that. Or they can put a lot of grass or dirt on there. You want the driver to be warned that the track is clear, but it's dirty, so it doesn't come through there wide open. Then the carousel for all of us is blind. None of us have ever really put somebody in the carousel. But if you remember the big wreck with Sam Hornish, Jeff Gordon, which happened between the carousel and that turn 10, it's a short shoot, right? That was catastrophic. So for where I'm at in the points, I've got to put a guy there to look back down that that strip of track that's probably only a half a mile long to make sure that it's clear and Clint can keep coming, right? For TJ, he's already won. You know what I mean? Not that he wants to see Joey getting a wreck there, but it's not do or die. For me, it's do or die. So I've got to have eyeballs on as much of the track as we can, and that's what we're going with. We ran a lap and a half there last year. Ooh. So racing this cup race is going to be like, we won the Xfinity race the day before. Right. <laughs> so ran a lap and a half in the cup race, and out of the carousel, they got checked up in front of Joey, and that's just some place on the track where you don't have enough people to put in every single corner, so you got to pick and choose. And, you know, he was a third or fourth guy in line. We were like fourth or fifth on the track, but like third and fourth got checked up or second and third got checked up, and we run into the back of them, and, uh, not the radiator out of the car, I believe. So yeah. Last, oh, yeah, seriously. Last question is from Jimmy Lee Rich. If the Discovery Channel calls DBC and asks y'all to participate in feeding the sharks in the cage underwater during Shark Week, uh, who would you want in the cage with you and why? How deep is this water? Yeah, how far are we going under here? How far are we going? It just it just da- it's like right below go... the surface, right? Like ten well, feet. I think it depends think on the that sharks far. that you're looking for. I think it dangles right at the edge of the water, like right below the top of it. Well, I got sensitive ears, man. If I get like down a real deep waters, I think my okay, ears. Okay, fine. Hurt. You don't have to go that far. Okay, <laughs> so I'm down with feeding a shark. If I'm in a cage, hmm. um, who would you want with you? Out of the studio? No, yeah. anybody in the world. <laughs> anybody. Oh, because it was going to be you, Casey. <laughs> Duh. I uh, like this whole. I don't being want to nice see these thing. guys in their bathing suits. <laughs> feeding <laughs> sharks is really nice. Truth comes out. What? Being seeing you feet like he's not. Who would I want in the cage nice. and why? I want a guy with a freaking big ass machete in case <laughs> whoever that guy is, a marine. I want a, a Navy SEAL. That's who I want with me in case it goes <laughs> awry. A guy can save me. Hmm, that's a good question. Do you take Do you take somebody for fun that would enjoy it? You would do it, right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, the cages are safe, probably. 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 <laughs> that's why I'm taking a Navy <laughs> SEAL in case it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I would. I would. Uh, I would. I would take my my daughter, but then I would probably get crucified like Tom Cru- or Tom uh, Brady did jumping off that cliff, yeah. <laughs> which looked unsafe. But I don't know if it's safe and fun. I mean, probably shouldn't take my daughter, but um, I don't know. Anyone who's willing to go, my middle child will go. I would. My other ones would. I would do a contest on Twitter and take whoever won the contest. <laughs> Discovery Channel. I'm in. Let's go. Casey, are you going to take Chad? I'll even go with Brett. No, why would I take Chad? I'll go with Brett, yeah. Let's dress as like Santa Claus and Miss Claus. Do you look so I'm your Navy SEAL? Yeah. You're my Navy Navy SEAL. (laughs) (laughs) Be my Huckleberry. Oh, 
Um, so for our rant, he just wanted to see you in a bathing suit. That's clearly all he wanted. Uh, that's not true. I've already seen that with your Insta stuff. Was Insta stuff is yeah. Brett, I want to know some stories from your twentieth vacation. Well, um, I've actually got this hat on, and it's uh, shorty pants. Um, a friend of mine, Bill, who who pumps gas there and he runs those docks, he passed away this week, and uh, we saw him a couple weeks ago at the Ozarks, and. Uh, it's just a fun place. You know, Freddie went with me, and it was probably more chill than normal because when we landed Saturday night, basically for 24 straight hours, we ran really, really hard. So once Monday afternoon, evening rolled around, we were all just wiped out. We never really did anything else. Yeah, we tried to call you. We you were probably explain s- that. You were at lunch. Well, if it was Monday afternoon, we couldn't talk. It was Monday. Yeah. You guys were at lunch. No. Well, we might have been sitting at lunch. but You were at lunch. I heard. We were, uh, we were throttled up. They got something over there. Um, <laughs> oh boy! That they—it's a drink, and they mix these two drinks together, and it's—it's uh, it's like a rum runner drink and a pina colada drink, and they put this Bacardi One Fifty One meltdown shot uh-huh. in it. It's got a floater. It's a floater, and after I don't remember what they called them, but I'm telling you, they're deadly. Yeah. They're, they're not good for you. No, you realize what you're mixing there, right? You're mixing three when you only need one of them to get. Feeling good. That's what happened. Yeah. Then. And then you mix three of them together. Are you just not realizing this? Yeah. <laughs> I just wish I could remember the name of the drink. You know, any drink with like a floater is like doubling, tripling your drink. But like, it's like a Bacardi 51 drink with a rum runner, right? And then it's a normal pina colada. They mix them together <laughs> and then they put a floater, the little test tube thing. Yeah. There's no way that thing's clean. Like I'm sure I got all kinds of diseases in my body. No, there's probably enough alcohol in that to kill anything that was in it. Touche. So that was probably the wildest 24-hour run, and then it was just like literally, hey, you guys want to go eat some Mexican food? <laughs> like it was chill after that. No <laughs> you stories. Ran. You're uh, getting old. <laughs> I mean, I wish I had a – You're getting old. Like, so I went to sleep on the boat. Some other people that we knew went to sleep on the boat. I wake up, and Freddie's the only guy not sleeping on the boat, and there's some dude driving I've never seen before <laughs> because we were smart enough to hire a driver. You know what I mean? So This is unacceptable. We party responsibly. This people. is unacceptable. You don't go there and just party one night and then... Well, it was 24 straight hours. And no, not have getting, any stories to share after. Yeah, but we got there and, I mean, it just... Yeah. Their big thing they drink over there is Vegas bombs. You ever had those? No. No, but you're getting old. I know, The, the old Brett never would have stayed up, ate Mexican, and then drank that floater again. No. Nah. Man, I yeah. tell you, it was. Uh, You're losing your touch. I, we really don't have any fun, crazy stories. If this was middle, if this was the week between Daytona or whatever it was before Daytona in July, back yep. in the day, yeah, this would be unacceptable. I agree with you. I'm too old. <laughs> when you went to Myrtle Beach, was some alligator on the floor or something? Freddie said, tweeted a picture of like your son standing on a plate or something. My my little boy's crazy, you know, and that was obviously <laughs> a family thing. Went down there and uh, ran around for two days, and it was we were in and out real fast. Elliot was down there with his family. They were playing baseball and uh, went and played putt-putt. I won the putt-putt game. I was pretty proud well, of that. You rested up. Yeah. Megan, she was just glad she beat Freddie in the <laughs> putt-putt game. She finished second. Freddie was leading through nine holes at the turn. I don't know what he did, but he lost. <laughs> Probably hit the, he hit, yeah, he hit the windmill. Yeah, he hit the windmill. But it was good to be, you know, a couple weeks in. I'm heading to Nashville tomorrow for meetings for two days, so there will be a lot of work all day. Some fun at, at night. night. Nashville's yep. fun. Be some fun at night. And, yeah, uh, I'm just ready for next week when I'm home all week and can kind of get my life back normal because it's been a while. How about DBC picks for Watkins Glen? Did I win this week? Oh, yeah. Let's recap it. Uh, TJ had Austin Dillon 
you know, Brett had Austin Dillon, TJ had Chris Buescher, and TJ God, won again. I was winning the whole race. No, you weren't. Yeah, it was. That dude blew a tire or something early, didn't he? He got lucky here. Didn't Austin do something? Oh, no, he started in the back. Yeah, he started in the back, but he, he yeah. ran top 10 all day. You got lucky on this one. So I got to pick first. Dude, you got lucky like six in a row. We're going to Watkins Glen. There's a guy by the name of Kurt Busch that's pretty good there. I'll take him. Oh, boy. This list. <laughs> They're both pretty slim. Oh, boy. Can't believe I lost last week. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> TJ's. We got when, five races. When does it? this list, like, end and. Start of the playoffs. We got five more, right? After this so. week. After this week, you're done. I'll go ahead and take McDowell. That's a good one. Yeah. That's I, a that's, road racer. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much left. Here's my list. Castle, Chastain, Benedetto, Dylan, Hemrick, LaJoy, McDowell, Menard, Priest, Reagan, and Tift. You're pretty much down to the same thing after this. So we're yeah. throwing darts. We're throwing darts. Yeah, this is, yeah. We are throwing darts. So thank you guys for listening. In case yeah. we got Wait, anything else we got to do. Uh, yeah, the movie review. Of course, yeah. I watched Dumb and Dumber. It was really oh. funny. Oh, yeah. A couple of good moments. Uh, the guy says he's trying to get the suitcase back to the girl, and he runs off the jetway. He's like, it's okay, I'm a limo driver, then sprints <laughs> off the jetway. That was funny. And then they were pulled over after the guy peed in beer bottles, so the guy's holding all these beer bottles, and the cop just looks at him like, what are you doing? And then the cop drank the bottle of beer that had pee in it, so that was funny. <laughs> and uh, then at the end, they turned down the opportunity to go on a national bikini tour. So there's some good moments, funny so you're moments. Saying there's a chance. <laughs> that was a good movie. Funny, uh, I mean, they're they're hugged up on this motorcycle. Their snot's all frozen. That's yeah. what I think of first when they're riding that that moped yeah. thing, and there's snot frozen down going the side of their face. I'm going yeah. to Aspen, yeah. California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about that dog car? Oh, that dog yeah. car was hilarious. <laughs> the dog car is awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'm surprised there's there's some other parts of that movie. I'm surprised you picked them, Jason. I was half watching, but I watched it. Oh, that's. I fell asleep and then woke up this morning. I'm like, oh, I dude, how about it. you getting intoxicated at your uh, brother's thing the, last week? Oh, you, you caught you caught, caught that? What were you drinking? Yeah, uh, a lot of what the beer on your shirt is. Like Mick Ultra. Yeah, that's my favorite okay. so far. All right. A bunch so of those. Far, still some. branching out. A, it's a girly beer, so we're yeah, in it together. Right. <laughs> Did you wash it down with some Smirnoff ice? No, I had those before, but. <laughs> you still got any of that tequila left I gave you? No, and that was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I had to move in May, so I had to finish it by then. So I'm I proud to of you. Starting off strong. a boy. I, I'm really okay with 16 The score's candles. open at lunch around yeah. here. The score's <laughs> open at lunch. Oh, yes. my god. I'm pretty sure they are open at lunch. All right. We got to pick a Monday. And I got to work after this. Do a live oh, show? Shut up. Oh, my gosh. Well, they don't like glitter? <laughs> we go for lunch. They probably got a good prime rib buffet or something. I think they have lunch there. Would you eat there? No, probably not. <laughs> you thought that shooter tube was dirty. <laughs> What'd you just say? <laughs> <laughs> That's a made-up term now. Oh, we need to close this show out. Thank you yep, guys for listening. Did. All for Pad yeah. Pristine Auctions. Yeah, appreciate it. Congrats hey, um, you guys at One Shirts. Also, do some reviews, and we're talking yeah. about giving away some... Uh, Jason is going to give away a shirt to a... You know, he's going to pick out a person that gives us a great review on iTunes. Yep, so. go on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen, and then leave a review there, and we'll pick a... We'll read some next week, and Brett and TJ will pick the best one. Yeah, sounds like we're going to have some so exciting we'll guests away, coming up, yeah. too. We'll give away two shirts next week. We'll give a shirt away to the best question, a shirt away to the best review. I'll give Casey a shirt, 
And then the next week, Logano's coming on here. We'll give him yeah. a shirt. We'll see if we'll see if Joey can stand to his uh, word here. And uh, we got some other guests too, possibly coming on that are going to be really cool. Can we so, get Janet Jackson? No. <laughs> Good luck. No. How about Blake Gronk? I could get Blake, but it's just timing. Okay, Gronk. so figure it out. I'm okay with Gronk. <laughs> he's a Patriot, but I don't care. He's not anymore. He's retired. How so. are we going to get the Gronk? Jason probably knows him. I'm going to call Bill Belichick up and ask for Gronk's number. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Glad to have everybody back. And um, Casey's going to be gone next week. Yes, I will Where are you be gone. going? Yeah. Vacation? Uh, family vacation with oh, my side of the family. My Can't gosh. wait to see the pictures. Again? What? You've been on Okay, my- <laughs> I've been on two. This is my second vacation. Meanwhile, the kid next to you that's bright red has been on 25 in just this summer. You were at the Four Seasons. Okay. Five seasons this time. We only Good do it like Lord. once every few years. I'm glad we made up on the show, Casey. I feel a lot better than when I first got here. You just keep sucking up to me and then we'll be okay. Okay, awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate yep. you. Have a good week. Yep. Enjoy Watkins Glen. See you. Holla. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.